Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Sports Medicine on Tap, episode number 36, our third episode of season two. I'm Jason Kopeck coming at you live from Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, located here in Pittman, New Jersey. Dr. Frey, how we doing? Doing fantastic. Jason, how about yourself? Pretty good. We're heading into, you know, uh, wrapping up the NFL playoffs. Uh, and I must say, so I, I think every other episode we've had, you and I have talked before, we, I listen back and right. I find myself saying, well, we got a great topic on hand tonight. And that's always relatively true. Yeah. I feel like we, we, we do a lot of work behind the scenes about tying in timely injuries and, you know, and then bringing in the right guests. Right. But this is the episode I needed. <laughs> I, I, I had to have this episode. Yeah. And yeah. we've been plugging this for a couple of weeks. I was, yeah. I was asking you, I was like, hey, I need you to text our guests because right. I, I need this. Right. I need these answers. And we, we had a great first two episodes lined up. We're never going to pass up an opportunity to have a guy like Dominique Williams on. But who'd you bring back with us for tonight? Uh, a frequent guest, Dr. Matt Brandt. Thanks for coming back on. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me. I uh, always enjoy being here. It's always a good time. <laughs> right. So, Dr. Brandt, I, I texted you a few weeks ago. I think it was before the holidays. It was like middle, middle to late December when... I first heard the word that they were going to activate cam makers off of IR. Right. And I started, I was like, I, I must have my timeline wrong. The LA Rams, did he, did he tear his Achilles last year? And I'm, and I go back and I'm looking and I'm, I'm Googling. <laughs> Complete nonsense. No way. Right. <laughs> five months, five and a half months, or it was around five and a half months when they started talking about it. And then I text you. And this is where my, my interest peaked because you kind of were like, eh, it's rare, but there's a way around it or there, there was a way to do it. And that's when I was like, I have to have this up. I, I have right. Dr. Brand, I could have a legal pad of questions here right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, a, it's amazing. You know, mm -hmm. the, the timeline of his recovery, um, you know, and what kind of made me kind of think, you know, there, there, Something about it kind of, you know, was a bit unsurprising of it is because there's been a recent trend of Achilles tendon, you know, repairs that have been repaired in a certain way that have been getting guys back in a, in a quicker manner. And I've assumed that it had to be back in this way. And that's when I texted you back and I was like, yeah. you know, he probably had a percutaneous right. repair, you right. know, utilizing these anchors. And it's different than a traditional approach. And it's, it's been more and more, it's been more and more frequent. But yeah, I mean, the timeline is you know, remarkable, yeah. you know, five months, no matter what type of repair you do for right. Achilles. And, and Dr. Fred, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we were talking, you know, from that initial text in December where regardless of what happened with the LA Rams throughout the playoffs, right. this seemed to be a conversation worth having, but yet here they are heading into the Super Bowl. Yeah. And we got lucky and we, we kind of joked about that. Like, like, you know, we had the good fortune of having Dom available for us, mm -hmm. for us to, to do some of the concussion shows. Right. right? And then former like, NFL guy former with a NFL, concussion. Yeah. We're, we're going to take advantage of that. We have to. Yeah. There's no way we yeah. can't. Right. And then we have this other topic and we're like, well, what happens if they get knocked right. out? Right. And, like, and, oh, and yeah. then, well, like it's too good to not talk about it. And then as luck would have it, we, you know, mm -hmm. Dom comes on. We do. We get two great shows out of it. Right. And then the Rams make it to the Super right. Bowl and Cam Akers is still playing and it's relevant and it's, it, it just worked out. We got lucky. Yeah. 
So if you're new to our show, we had Dr. Brandt on, I think it was like the middle of May. It was episode 13. So it was it was a bit ago. Right. And we were discussing the Achilles tendon rupture. And we had we were using Roman Quinn as the example. There was also Mike Sorocha the, of, no, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> of the uh, of the Cubs, if I if, if I recall. No, uh, um, I thought he was a Braves pitcher, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But and we invite all our listeners to go back. Dr. Brand got into a real great discussion about the anatomy, the physiology, what the tendon does, how it ruptures, things mm-hmm. like that. But Dr. Brand, if you don't mind, can I give some direct quotes from that episode? <laughs> yeah, because go, ahead, go I, for it. I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm putting you on the spot, but <laughs> or, or or insulting you and kicking right. you or exactly or, or saying yeah. you didn't know what I you were you. talking right, about, right, right, but. Around the three minute, 35 second mark, you kind of made a, a statement of it's a devastating injury. I would just like to remind you that we have him on frequently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned it, you know, it could take up a, a year to recover on average eight to 11 months. You talked about the three to one ratio of the rehab stage of rebuilding strength. Around the five minute mark. The time the rehab starts, the calf muscle is just flubber. Flubber. As you, as you discussed that was the, it. And I cracked up that when you said quote. it. That I was your quote. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, more specifically, I remember you talking about non-weight bearing for two weeks, beginning physical therapy four to eight weeks, eight to 10 months of physical therapy. This was a conversation that when we heard the news of Cam Makers and, and credit to Dee Millard, who's also been a frequent guest, he was right. the first one to text me like, this can't be real, right? Right. Him and I have had lengthy discussions um, on recon time uh, about <laughs> how this is possible. Jess Harrison, yeah. uh, Dan Gorn, we have also talked. I mean, every rehab I've been a part of when it came to the Achilles rupture was in a boot for about 10 to 12 weeks. But yet Cam Makers tears his Achilles on July 20th and on December 26th, the LA Rams activate him from IR, which is about five and a half months. And it's not just like, oh, he's going back to his job no, at you know it, IT. You know, that's a great. That's a great point. He's going back to the NFL on a team destined, you know, which as we now know, destined for a Super Bowl. And and running like a madman at yeah. times. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it doesn't 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 look like anything ever happened to him. Right. That's you know? the craziest part. And I um, I, I, I mean I. I Sorry to cut you off. So are his stats worth mentioning here? I mean, he came back in week 18. Yeah. I think he had three, five carries for three yards. Keeping it simple, keeping, keeping it, it easy. Simple. And I think there was like some talk about just kind of easing him back into things. We all know now with the new playoff format, only one team gets the bye. That was not the LA Rams. So they played in the wild card round mm-hmm. uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. 17 carries, 55 yards, a touchdown, one long reception for 40. Trucking people. Divisional round point against, of where it's scary. against uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady. 24 carries, 48 yards. And then the conference championship, 13 carries, 48 yards. I guess it's also worth mentioning he had those two costly fumbles against Tampa Bay. They were lucky to survive those, but... Um, Blame it on the Achilles. They eased, <laughs> Dr. Brand, they eased them back into things, but he seems to be at, at, at normal form right now. And I, I think, like I said earlier, my biggest question was, how is this possible? Yeah, um, <clears throat> like I said, it, it, it is amazing what he did. And I mean, I, 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 mean, I still stand by my comments previously Absolutely. of the timelines. And, and, and typically and historically, this has been a, you know, eight month recovery, you know, and, and going back even further, you know, back back in treatment, it was it was even longer mm-hmm. where we were casting 
you know, uh, guys, even athletes were being casted for six, eight weeks. And then, you know, then you begin the rehab process. And, you know, things have progressed and progressed and we're doing more early weight bearing, more, you know, you know. Accelerated protocols. Right, accelerated protocols. And, but I mean, his, his timeline is, you know, phenomenal. There, there's been a few others that have been similar to him, but, you know, and you got, I just kind of attribute it to, a, you know, these guys are just, you know, they've got spectacular genes and they've got everything at their disposal because they're, you know, in the NFL and they have, you know, their job is to rehab and their job is to recover at that point. But, and I did look into his, you know, specific, you know, treatment regimen, you know, because of it, because it was just such a, you know, such a quick timeline to return right. and, you know, to, to kind of see what was specifically done to him. And, 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 we, and we can talk more about that, but I mean, typically and, you know, historically, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot longer than what he went through. That's, that's, that's not typical. So when Dean Millard broke the news to me um, that this was possibly happening, I mean, Sean McVay came out in a press conference that they were kind of weighing their options, but it wasn't off the table. And I texted you right away. You seem to already be inclined to know what type of procedure he had, or you were inclined to think that he had something done. It, it, it is interesting, right? Before we start talking about you know, what was special about his particular procedure, you know, um, we, you know, we had Dr. Jennings on and mm -hmm. we talked about Russell Wilson and, um, yeah. um I know again, with this. Yeah. sort of like defied mm -hmm. the laws of biology sometimes and coming back quickly. Mm -hmm. Now there, there may be other factors there, like where were they sort of allowed certain issues, except certain issues that they would deal with after the season to try to get him back sooner. Right. And then I'm guilty of it too. Right. You asked, I remember one of the shows you asked me about Juju Smith-Schuster, right? And when you posed the question to me, you said, if the Steelers make the Super Bowl, is there any chance he makes it back? And I, and I answered very quickly, like, no. And then actually on the drive home, I was thinking about it and I was like, I should have done the numbers because he might make it back if they make the Super Bowl. And then I thought to myself, Fortunately, they're not making the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> but then I got burned because he yeah. made it back yeah. for the for the wild card game. Right. Yeah, and 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 so you know these guys, they do consistently outperform what you would expect out of the average human, and I think that's something that needs to be considered. In um, outside of that, sorry for 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 interrupting, but yeah, what made this particular situation so special, Doctor Brandt, that he can get back more quickly? You know, multi, you know, there's multiple parts to it. So I think that some of it is, you know, we've, we, as time goes on and as years go on, we've learned more um, in the sense that I think that we've, you know, we know that, you know, accelerated protocols and getting on it earlier is, is better for healing. And, and there's even, you know, there's studies and there's, there's, there's proven, you know, facts that earlier weight bearing and, and having these tendons and ligaments, whatever, whatever it is, it's like when you're on it and you're putting weight on it and that tendon is stressed a little earlier than what we, you know, typically had always treated those fibers even realign, you know, more anatomically and they, and they, you know, it's, it's a more anatomical functional repair. You right. Know? So historically it was, you, everyone's casted for a long period and everything kind of heals with a lot of scar tissue and you got to rebuild and break through that scar break tissue yeah. kind of, you know, you, there's so much atrophy. Now it's, you know, you trust that the repair is going to happen, that what, what needs to be repaired has happened in a certain amount of time frame, and you rehab faster and you get on it, you know, you get moving quicker. Uh, in terms of the accelerated protocols, I will also say for like for rotator cuffs, right, a very, very standard injury, that, that was the trend for a while. 
faster, 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 faster. And, and to some extent also for, for ACLs. Mm -hmm. And you do reach a point where it's too quick. And then, then the pendulum starts to swing back the other way. Um, and especially if the procedure doesn't advance or doesn't isn't done a little bit differently or there aren't advantages in the way the procedure is performed, you know, you reach a point where, you know, it's too fast and then you actually run the risk of re-rupture, re-tear or, or, or problem. Was there something different about the way he had his done compared to the way that, you know, when we go back to episode number 13 a year ago, we even brought up the fact that in Europe, lots of times these are treated non-operatively. In the U.S., they're more often treated surgically. Uh, is there anything that was different about his surgical procedure, which is maybe newer or different, that, that maybe helped him get back a little bit sooner? Yeah, I think technology also plays a role. And I think we're getting more advanced ways to treat these injuries as well. Not, not only the you know, knowledge of how to treat them, but, you know, and, and, but how to physically put them back together. And so looking into it, and when Jason, you texted me and you said, you know, how is he coming back from this? And I said, maybe he had, you know, this, you know, percutaneous technique, mm -hmm. you know, he, he, or he probably had this percutaneous technique and this technique involves, you know, a smaller incision. So there's less scar tissue on the incision and you basically take the proximal half, the, the top half of that rupture you suture, you know, it in a specific manner, this interlocking, you know, manner, and you, and you take those sutures, pass them down through the skin and anchor them into the heel bone, the calcaneus. Yeah. You you're know, bypassing so, the, the distal stump, the stump that's still attached to the heel bone. Right. So, you know, you're not necessarily going through the, the traditional approach was you open it up, yeah. you know, wide open, you know, a, a big eight to 10 centimeter incision. And you put the ends back together and you suture it back together and you hope that that's going to hold, even though the, you know, the muscle is flexing during the rehab process and it's, it's contracting. But in this way, you know, which he did have this percutaneous uh, approach is you anchor the proximal half, the, the top half of the, of the tendon into the heel bone. So when the muscle does contract and try to pull up, it's almost like it's not stressing the rupture itself. It's almost compressing it because yeah. you're you're when the muscle contracts it's pulling the heel bone the calcaneus up. up towards it so you know it's like a almost like a tension band technique you know in bone where it's like you kind of wire um when you have an avulsion fracture a little piece of fracture off with there's a tendon attached to it you know you take a wire and you wire it into it so that when the tendon flexes it's almost putting the the tension forces back into the fracture rather than pulling it away from the fracture so yeah the the catchphrase for tension band is a it converts a distractive force into a compressive force and, and, and for a variety of reasons. I, I just did this one, one this weekend. It's a little bit different, but you're, you're right. By anchoring into the bone, you're, you're, anytime that the tendon stump moves, the other half moves with it and comes right with it. Yeah, so when the muscle contracts, it's pulling, it's, 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 it's pulling the heel bone up to it, the calcaneus up to it, so it's almost compressing that, you know, that rupture. Right. Um, so you get a more, you know, you're taking a lot of the load and the stress off of the rupture during that rehab process right. because the load is transferred down into the bone, right? you know, across the entire repair. Would you um, say this is more of a recent development? So I, I was looking into this. This, this and, procedure, I guess I should say. And I do think that looking back, I think that it was, it was developed in around 2005 or 2006. Okay. And I, I came across some articles and some presentations back into 2011, 2010, 
on some of these repairs. Yeah. Um, right. and, and I do believe that, you know, Terrell Suggs, yeah. you know, years ago had an Achilles rupture and he came back in this remarkable time frame too. And I think that he was one of the first ones in the NFL to have it. Yeah. When this technique came out, um, you know, the, these, these companies were promoting this percutaneous repair technique right. that, that, that NFL players were having and they were getting back, you know, quicker. So then it was like, we started kind of implementing we're, we're, it. In we're our not under any obligation. I think, I think it's okay to say the, the company and, and, and uh, the, the ones, the, this specific instrumentation. Yes. Yeah, so it's a uh, Arthrex PARS technique. So right. it's percutaneous Achilles repair system, right. you know, so it's, they developed this technique to pass a jig, you know, right. into a small incision that kind of enveloped the the proximal aspect, the top half of the incision, yeah. and it's a specific suture passer to pass those interlocking sutures in. There's some loops, and it kind of it it locks the suture in proximally so that you can pass it seamlessly through into the into and, the heel bone. And it's all inside the, the little tendon sheath. And this way, when you pull the sutures out, everything stays within that tendon sheath, right? Like so, right. so so there's really very little risk because Pulls the tendons, all yeah. those sutures out of the soft tissues, and it's all within the sheath. And I and was it, and skeptical. Even, and it locks them. I was a little skeptical about it too. And yeah. it's, I even um, did some uh, cadaver lab right. once. You know, we were working with the residents and did a cadaver lab, and we did that repair and then right. dissected it out open to kind of see what it looked like. And you know, it, it there, there's the sural nerve runs beside right next know, to it. the gastroc and the Achilles tendon. So. We wanted to see how close that got and everything. Right. And I mean, it was it was a it was a solid stable repair after dissecting it all out. Right. Open, you know, and everything. The, the sutures are all on the inside. You got lock sutures on the yeah, they're inside. So yeah, and going back to, to again back to the previous episode, I'm, we actually talked a little bit about that when we when we do these repairs. Like these tears, it's like trying to sew two ends of a mop together. So it's it's a little bit tricky. And the old way, older way of doing it, you cut out some of the old tissues coming up the, the mop ends, and then you were sort of left with a little bit of a gap. So that became challenging so then it got revised where you, you trim it just a tiny bit to clean it up but really you would clean it up with your sutures with a special kind of stitch that allowed you to use your previous stitches almost like a rip stop to like a rebarb or uh, to prevent the, the stitch from pulling out and with this particular technique there's actually a special order that you pass the sutures so that you wind up with a locking stitch. So it's a fairly strong stitch through the Achilles and, it, and then it pulls it out all within the, uh, the sheath. Right. It's, it's, it's and originally also it was just fiber wire, which right. is really thick, long suture. Now, they're, strong. now they've come out with fiber tape, right. which you know increases that surface tension and it's the grippiness it's, it's better pull out strength yeah, 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 you know yeah. so it's even stronger. So this is the details that you probably don't care about. Right. So I'm gonna right. hand it back to Jason. Dr. Brent, the, the PARS technique, you, you mentioned in that reference text that I've been mentioning that you, you do this procedure? Yeah, I started doing it, you know, several years ago and um, I, I had really good results with it. And I kind of go back and forth sometimes depending on the patient, and you know, but uh, athletes, you know, and, and recreational athletes, you know, weekend warriors. I mean, it's like, why not? Why not do, you know, more of a percutaneous? Like I said, I was a little skeptical for a while of, yeah. you know, kind of bagging that nerve and, and I dissected it out and kind of yeah. thought, you know, and, and I looked up some studies and that those studies do show that you're less likely to hit that nerve and, and deal with that nerve in the percutaneous technique. Right. You know, it's, it's like trying to hit a, a, a piece of spaghetti with a dart. And then even in the most random, unlikely chance that you got it, you're actually pulling the stitches out. You're not entrapping it. You're not tying it down because 
all the stitches wind up inside the tendon sheath, not on the outside where the nerve is. So, so even if you were to get it, it's going to pull the stitch is going to pull back out when you pull them out the incision. Right. And I do think that, you know, that, that repair is solid and it's good. And it's like, you know, but I mean, what it really comes down to is the patient, patient themselves. And it's like how mo I, I tell everyone that comes in with an Achilles rupture, it's like, it really is going to come down to how motivated you are. Right. You know, and it's like, if you're absolutely motivated and you're trying to, you're willing to work for it and you're willing to rehab it, you're, you know, you can put extra time in, not just going to physical therapy. That's what gets you back quicker. It's, it's you know, the, the repair is great. It's fantastic. And I think it's a, it's a great procedure and it can eliminate some time, but it's the patient and that's where it, 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 it builds up to these NFL athletes that, right. you know, they have a lot more at their disposal. Yeah. I have, I have so many questions still. Uh, doc, interject at any moment, Dr. Sure. Craig. But I guess you touched on it a little bit, Dr. Brandon, about the cadaver or things like that. But when new techniques come out, for even for you, Dr. Frey, but yeah. when, when do you initiate that into your routine? Like, when do you know you feel comfortable? <laughs> In my mind, is there somebody out there that was your guinea pig for this? <laughs> No, I mean, and obviously we're not going to name names, but yeah. I mean, so you, you practice this on a cadaver? Is that Going how the down process a works? On the road here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, this is not something you. you I mean, there's there's a, there's a first for everyone. There's a first right. for everything. At some point, there's got to be the first. But it's like you're never going in blind and trying this right. that you've never seen it before. And that's where you never cadaver labs come in. To Most of these procedures like this, it's like you know, some of them you have to be specifically trained to do. Yeah. And some of them, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're going to work with a cadaver. You're going to work with mm -hmm. like a, a lab and, mm -hmm. and the companies will come to you and they'll teach you this stuff and they'll yeah, kind of yeah. show you stuff and say, you know, and it's not a, it's not that it's entirely something new and brand new and you know, that you've never seen before. And it's like, as long as you know, the, the, the baseline and the concept of it, you're just kind of changing a little bit of how you do it. You right. know, you still know the anatomy, you still know the physiology, you still know the, the basic principles of right. the repair. Right. So you're just augmenting a bit of how you do it. I think it's a general, for me personally, I, I don't like to be the first guy that's yeah. ever done one in the state, right? right. Like, like that, I, I think that's generally a bad idea. I like for to be done, to have some some uh, literature behind it to show that, yes, this, this does work and it does work well. That's number one. The number, so that that's level number one, you know, proving that this works well as opposed to trying it out. And then level number two becomes um, developing your own proficiency. And this particular company, uh, in this situation, Arthrex is the one that has the, uh, the, the PARS, um, the guide in the jig, which is what makes this particular procedure possible, has a lab uh, that is in Westchester. For, so for us in Philadelphia, that's, you know, 20, 30 minutes away. And we were able to go over there to wet lab and we were able to do it on cadavers and practice it before you're actually doing it. And it's not all that different from what you actually have been doing for years and years and years. So so it's not like like total complete experimentation that's completely, you know, inappropriate and not even on the table, right? So you, you have a level of comfort um, and a level of skill. And then the, for the guys that are in training that are younger and that are coming out, they're doing them in their training now and learning how to do it. Right. And, and, and then, then developing proficiency. Yeah, you're, not, you're not doing your first, you know, your first procedure in anything percutaneous and you're not doing your first, right. you know, it's like you do it the traditional way or, right. or, or whichever way you've learned it. So yeah, right. in residency fellowship, it's like you learn, you learn how it's, you know, you do what you've learned. You, you, you've, and you know how to do you've seen it yeah. to kind of merge your two worlds together right is this like the advancement that we saw with the acl at, at one time right dr frey a lot of people considered an acl a career-ending injury 
Is that where this procedure is heading to with the Achilles rupture? I do think that historically this was a potential career-ending injury, yeah. you know, and, and I think it depends on the athlete and depends on, you know, maybe even depends on the sport, but, you know, this... For a lot I, of guys, it was. I, I think that, yeah, it, it was potentially career-ending. Yeah. I guess you can't ever say that it was career-ending because, yeah. yeah. you know, somebody's going to beat the odds at some point, but sure. now more and more people are coming back, you know, in less and less time, doing right. better and better. And, and the truth is, I don't know that they all have had it done this particular way. We, There's we still no other idea, right, good right. ways to do it, right? Right, right. right. There's also two ways, even with that, even with the par technique, there, there, there's actually technically two ways to do it, right? There's one, you can do pars up, pars down, depending on where the tendon, where the tear is within the tendon. This, this wasn't discussed. Am I going to have 10 more questions about this? No, <laughs> Now no. you're up, up and down. This, this, this is just a quick, <laughs> so there's two, two halves to the tendon, yeah. the top half and sure. the bottom half, right? The, the two mop ends. The two mop ends, right? right? And typically with this technique, you do this, the pars guide jig, and you, yeah. you sew up the, the tendon. And then down by the heel bone, like Dr. Brent was just saying, you put in anchors into the bone and you stitch those together. There's a way to, to have a little banana suture passer to pass the sutures and tie, tie those together. However, if it's a long distance, if the tear is fairly high up, proximal, then, then another alternative is technically do pars up, jig mm -hmm. up, and pars down to the stump down. And you're not passing as long of a distance. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it works as well if you have a pro more proximal tear versus uh, a more distal tear. Uh, in, in, yeah, I don't that, know if you have any experience the with jig that. up, jig down, kind of like, you know, you that, that's an end-to-end. -end, so you're end still putting, putting still an end-to-end. Still doing end-to-end. -end. It's an end-to-end -end repair, like the traditional technique, but you are you have a smaller incision. So that's, that's the benefit to that. So the right. whole... You and know, what's the, the biggest worry overall with these particular surgeries? With the biggest concern for complication, wound complications. Right. So you know, you, you absolutely don't want to have an infection in right. in and around the Achilles tendon. So the small incision makes a big difference. So the small incision does help, but but the 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 par technique was specifically designed with the anchors down into you know, to kind of have that you know decrease load on the repair so a faster recovery it was all right. built around faster recovery right so by doing that jig up jig and I've, and I've done both and i've tried both and you know kind of just trying to you know see which one kind of worked better and, and and both of them are solid you know you're still the end to end is traditional and that's that's you know it works but right. but i do think that you know looking into you know even recently after all this you know we're discussing this and kind of looked into it and it's like i do think that anchoring that proximal aspect into the calcaneus really is you know a lot more beneficial you're taking a load off of that so you can so you can and the most important part is so that you can begin the rehab process faster yeah. we, we talked about it on the last episode uh if we speak locally with some of our notable local athletes right we had talked about how most phillies fans would tell you that ryan howard was never quite the same uh, of course, it was going there. Brandon Brooks, uh, offensive lineman, just recently, a few days ago, retired from the Eagles, three-time Pro Bowler, yeah. missed an entire season. On a broader scale, we know Kevin Durant missed an entire season. Clay Thompson missed an entire season. Kobe Bryant missed a substantial time. I don't know, depending on when his injury happened, I can't recall. When somebody comes into the office, what qualifies somebody for the PARS procedure? Because my guess is Kevin Durant didn't go in there, like or let's say to you, and say, you know what, I'll take that twelve-month recovery. Yeah, I, 
I guess it's it's more of you know if this is kind of the the, the procedure that you do, and if you're mm-hmm. if you're comfortable with that procedure and you're you, you're proficient at doing that procedure, you can apply it to anyone. You know, there, there's no reason not to do there's it. There's no because, an, like there's no anatomical of the tear of location of the tear maybe if it's high if it's too high it might be an issue then then you're spanning a lot of the of the achilles distally like the bottom part of the repair right when we relate this directly back to cam Akers and his five and a half month recovery dr brand how much would you relate it to the procedure itself versus the fact that he's a professional football player with indisposable resources well, that's what I think. I think that you know, technology plays a role. I think that this repair process does make it uh, his his ability to begin the rehab process sooner. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that, that that's a, that's a huge part of it. So I think that it it is a the repair itself helped. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the way he recovered. Uh, but I do think that, of course, you know, it's like you're the the typical weekend warrior. The the you know, you're not going to have that everything at your disposal that he did. I mean, he, I know he yeah. had a anti-gravity treadmill in his house, installed yeah. in his house, which is, <laughs> it, you know. It, I think we, I think we read the same article where the Rams installed one. And, yeah, and, and, right. You know, and we, we have one here at the Energy Lab and they're not cheap. And <laughs> they're the awesome. They're, they are yeah. amazing. But I mean, the Rams specifically put one down there for him. Yeah, that he, that they said he was in, you know, almost constantly right. walking. Right. So that, Which, that allowed him to weight bear and walk, you know, with 50% or less yeah, of his weight. Yeah, a very small portion of his weight, yeah. 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 So he was yeah. weight bearing immediately. Right. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, you and, know. And not only that, not only, but also s- seven days a week, as opposed right. to somebody that's coming in that's insurance two, is approved for two, three week. times yeah. max and 24 seven care here with the Rams and just, yeah, is it just a, yeah? I mean, that's a huge that's a right. huge part of it. You have a trainer. He has a yeah. trainer, and he's a yeah. therapist that's there, yeah. and they're putting the time in. And basically, his job is to recover and get better. You his, mentioned his that. full that's time his, job. His right. full time job at that point is to rehab. Yeah. Whereas you know, anybody else who's not a professional athlete, you still got to worry about paying your bills mm-hmm. and you know also recovering. So, but a lot of these other professional athletes have the same injury, Kevin Durant, right? Like, right. It's still exceptionally quick, right? They, they have all the same resources that Cam Makers had. There's um, absolutely, it's a factor, right? Like without question that he has all of these resources at his fingertips, but it's still pretty extraordinary. Right. And Kevin Durant, I mean, think about Kevin Durant's anatomy. Right. Yeah. Compared to, you know, right. Cam Akers' anatomy. Right. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, I mean, imagine the Paul length of his Long, Achilles yeah. tendon yeah, yeah. from from the top of his calcaneus, the insertion to the muscle belly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it might be double. Right. right. You know, he's seven, he, six, eleven, seven feet tall, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a lot more of an area of watershed, of, of an area of tendon that doesn't have great vascularity. So, you have to be more careful with something like that. Right. Sure. You know? and, and you did mention that it, it might be specific to if if that physician or that surgeon does that type of pars repair, right? But let's let's think about Clay uh, Clay Thompson, who was rehabbing from ACL surgery when he tore his Achilles, then took another year to get back. I mean, is he at home thinking like, well, how come he's not our team surgeon? Like that would have been helpful to have that guy. Like, was it just something that the Warrior surgeon was not I'm, I'm doing gonna, the pars procedure? I'm gonna jump in if you don't. I don't know that he didn't have it 
done in that technique. Right. right? So, and that's uh, true. We have no idea whether they had it or not. For right? sure. Yeah. And I do think that this, the PARS technique appears to be pretty good overall. Yeah. Right. And again, and, and I started to allude to our previous talk, the, uh, the first one we did about Achilles mm -hmm. tendon, where I had, I had mentioned that frequently in Europe, they actually treat these non-operatively. Mm -hmm. However, there are disadvantages to that, right? You got to keep the foot pronated, the toes pointed down for long periods of time to keep those ends of the tendon together. The advantage to, like, essentially, when you're doing a parse technique, that's what you're doing. But you're yeah. doing it without forcing the person to keep their foot in the same position because you put those anchors in the in the, the, the calcaneus in the heel and it stays together. We don't know that he didn't have it done that way. Right. And I, I think it's a it's a stretch to say everyone who has it done via pars technique yeah. right. is gonna be back in five right. months or six months. Yeah. Um but I do think that it probably did play or have a factor in the fact that he got back more quickly. His incision was smaller. The, the, the two ends of the tendon were lined up the way that you wanted to be. And he was able to do a lot more, a lot more quickly than, than other people were able to do. And he's a professional athlete. He like the, the, their bio, biology, their, their composition. It's just a little bit better they heal better than 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 the average individual and, and, and that fact should be lost I, I, i've gone to this this other point a few different times and adrian peterson made it difficult on a lot of us sports surgeons because he came back from his acl so darn quickly and he was lighting it up and there were videos of him running Two thousand yards jump, yeah. yeah right and 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 everybody was like well, adrian peterson did it adrian peterson did it and and it was Adrian Peterson, right? Like, like, like it is, it's unfortunately some people just heal a little more quickly and Cam might be one of those guys, but it, it's, it's, it's extraordinary regardless. The bottom line is it is extraordinary. Yeah. No matter what way you look at it, the, the, the repair, the technique, the, you know, the rehab process, it's, that's, that's, that's not the norm. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is there, if you had to have this conversation with a patient, is there disadvantages to the PARS technique that you have to make a patient aware of? Like, hey, in most cases, it's great, but I mean, I mean, no, I, I think that, you know, I explained to them that, you know, when I send them, you know, for an MRI and I say, you know, we're going to look and see what the, the gap is in that Achilles tendon and kind of see how we can put it together with the best way to put it together. If I have to really stretch it together, you have to maybe, you know, approach it a different way. But um, I don't think that you could say it has a disadvantage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure. I haven't done many of these recently really because I, I, I send them to Matt right but in my previous practice I was I was doing a fair amount of them and I know you know I do them occasionally here and there when I've had this conversation with patients um, the disadvantages that I would put uh, I put it as is one if you actually do open it up you you are actually seeing yourself put those stitches in you know 100% without question without a doubt that those stitches are where they're supposed to be. And then two, the other one, which I brought up to, to, to Matt um, to get his opinion on it, was I've had a few people have had heel pain um, but from, from, from those anchors. It's a very hard bone and you're putting anchors in there. And I don't, and I, it doesn't happen to everybody, but some of them to have this like pain that takes six months, seven months, eight months. And it, it really like tends to be an issue where it's super, super tender where you put those anchors in. And maybe that was just my own experience. Maybe that was the, 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 
the one or two, but they're they're the 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 outliers. Yes, but I, I've seen that a couple times, and I would say, in my opinion, though, the advantages of it outweigh those disadvantages of it. And it's, it's, so it generally is a good thing or a good direction to go in. Doctor Frey, you had quickly mentioned that just because somebody takes nine, ten months to recover doesn't mean they had the PARS procedure. On the flip side of that, Dr. Brandt, could that mean we know that Terrell Suggs, as you mentioned earlier, returned in about five to six months back in 2012. So going back a fair amount of time, is it possible to say he returned that quickly without the PARS procedure? Well, it, it was the parts procedure was out it? before then. So, yeah. I, and I really, I think he did. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I do think he did. I think I heard, you know, years ago that he had the one of the earlier ones. Yeah. Yeah. Would it have been possible without that? I mean, yeah. I mean, with these guys, with what know. they have with and their he, I mean, he was also another, right? We, yeah. We, I mean, like a freak athlete, right, you know, yeah. and, you know, I'm, I'm sure the way he heals is different than, you know, the way the average, mm-hmm. you know, weekend warrior heals. And I do think that, you know, it really is these guys have so much you know at their disposal they're, they're like i said their job is to That's heal they have part of it. yeah i mean you know their their job is just to sit there and rehab and train and get better you know for eight ten hours a day and, and eat the best food and have trainers and you know it's different that's how tom brady plays until he's 44 right like like yeah on, yeah. on, on the highest level yeah how about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a day to uh, record a podcast, right? The, at the same day that the greatest of all time announces his retirement. Yeah. I mean, there, there were those conflicting reports for a while, right. but you know, I guess that they were they were true. I, I heard that his dad came out and said that, it, you know, he wasn't sure what he was going to do, but right. today was the day. And finally, he's done. What, 22 years? 22, uh, 22 years. Yeah. I think 22. You know, like, I hate that guy, but... <laughs> Man, is he good, and you got to admire and respect it. I, uh, I've, I've always uh, differed in that opinion. Really, that. even with all the controversy about Spygate or Deflategate. Yeah, I, I think I always just felt that I was witnessing greatness. Exactly, though, sure. right? So, I, and like, look, in '04 when he beat the Eagles, I was as mad as anybody. I was his it, biggest fan. Right. So that's where, yeah. I always. <laughs> only, if, only time ever. As a Washington yeah. football team fan. What was it? For 2019 or 20 years when he was in the AFC, it was like, well, if the Eagles don't make the Super Bowl, I'm always rooting for Tom Brady. Seriously. I, there was something about being in the, just saying that I, I witnessed greatness. Yeah. And yeah, it may never happen again. That, right. that caliber may never happen again. That's the right. same way I thought. It's yeah. just like, you know, of course you want to root against the guy that always wins. Right. right. But also at a certain point, it's just like you got to give in and think, okay, we're witnessing right. something that may never happen again. Right. Maybe right. no one will ever win as many Super Bowls. Yeah. My, right. my, my reason for not liking him is more childish. It's, it's exactly that. Like, yeah. I'm angry because he's so right. darn good. Yeah, he's and, got everything. He's got everything. And he's amazing. And, of course, I admire and I respect yeah. everything that he did, including bury the Steelers over and over right. and over. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It's, it's extraordinary. And with, with that came a lot of controversy, right? Like every AFC championship that he got through the Steelers, you know, right. something came out four or five years later. Yeah. I would say this year was the closest I ever came to. I didn't think the Eagles were quite ready to make that leap. And they had to open up with the Bucks. And I kind of, I know we're getting to the end of Tom Brady's career. And right. it was just like, man, to, to see him go out with two straight, with a different team, right? Let's right. end the whole, was it Belichick? Was it Brady? Right. You know, you know. but I, I was like, I know the Eagles can't, can, they don't have it. They're not quite there. Yeah. 
I still want my birds to win, but they got to play Brady. And then when he wins, and I mean, geez, they, they made it look pretty easy for a while there. Yeah. yeah and then, then to see him make that comeback against the Rams, and I'm like, I mean, this, this is what this guy does. Well, and interesting, did you see the, you know, the post that he had to, you know, to mm -hmm. announce his retirement? I've not seen it. He did not mention the Patriots, right? Really? He didn't mention Bill Belichick, didn't mention, didn't mention it. Un unless I'm wrong, apparently it was a four slide Instagram. If you go back and read it, the word retirement is also not used. Really? Mm. A break. Yeah. Like the word re retirement is not directly stated in that post he made yeah which leaves it open to who knows to interpretation is he like hey you know yeah for now but you have to admire that guy for everything that he's done right like right. It's, it, despite my petulant child sort of approach it's it's extraordinary yep. he's been great and he does everything the right way you know he's um like in terms of like the family guy the work mm -hmm. ethic and all this other right. stuff you also like i actually thought like like maybe two or three years ago, like I start to see the decline. It's only a matter of time now, but then honestly the last two years, like, holy cow, that guy's yeah. rebirth, even though I think a lot of that is, is this insane work ethic that he's known for. Like he's in bed at, you know, seven, mm -hmm. eight o'clock at night. He's up, he's at the facility at five in the morning, same thing all day, every day, same thing. That's how he's been able to keep it going. Yeah. I admire the fact that even though he's still really good, like he's still at the top of his game, you know, it's still phenomenal. Yeah. He's decided if I don't quite have it in me to put in that effort, I shouldn't be doing it all. Like it's right. pretty amazing. Right. Yeah, and also what the the only thing the only hang up for me is that he lost, you know, um, Connor Goblin. Yeah. Right. Antonio Brown right. debacle. They had just a good as chance as anybody. You know, right. right. It's like imagine but like I, I I almost wish it would have been everyone was healthy, everyone was there, yeah. yeah. And he lost or won, and right. then you know, because like you know, you always have that little bit of like, was it you know, could he have could he have gone yeah. further if he had those guys, okay. you know, right? And honestly, if he comes back, even if he doesn't have the same uh, fortitude and the same insane work ethic, he still seemed that good that they still yeah. have a chance, right? Right. And just have a good team, but but I don't know. I respect him as a, as a, also as a parent and whatnot. You go through this one time, and you guys know too, right? Yeah. Like it's your life. You get you get one shot at this, and at some point, he's proven everything, right? Like yeah. why yeah. why keep giving up some of those other things that you really want to do? Excel in being a dad, being there, being a parent, being involved, and whatnot. I don't. Maybe there's something else on the agenda, but but I kind of again I admire and respect and actually appreciate him more for for saying like, all right, time for yeah. me to go spend time with my family. Yeah. Interesting tidbit to finish off with. So he is the last active pro athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos. Is that right? So the, the legacy of the That's Montreal awesome. Expos kind of it kind of it goes away with Tom Brady. <laughs> wow. Given no. you're, you're a uh, Washington football team fan, what do you root for in baseball? So oddly, um, I'm from... Right, right, dead central Pennsylvania, a town called Greencastle, and it's right by Gettysburg. So the, the border of Maryland and Pennsylvania goes through my town. Yeah. So the closest cities to me are Baltimore and Washington. So mm -hmm. like the local teams forever, like my yeah. dad's era was football team fans. Yeah. Football, te football team for one more day. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow's the big day. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? Where's that going? You know, I, I've heard Go leaks of 
commanders or admirals. I don't know. Right. It's, you know, it's. I got to play something off the hogs, right? Like, like that was a big. No, you don't think so. I, th- I thought you know that, that would have been. I, I would have liked that. Yeah. Right. I would have gone with that. You know, um, there was an accidental leak not long ago. Where <gasps> that was what I talked about. That was yeah. Like somebody took a photo of like. Let, let's make things some up. sort of merchandise. It was or something. like the merchandise manager of the Washington football team took a picture of his desk, but on it was like the layout of the new logo. You're kidding me. And then it was like quickly deleted, but it was out there for a little bit where it was like, it was pretty known what they were leaning towards. What was it? Well, see, and I saw that too. And I thought it was commanders. Yeah. But that's someone, what, that, then other people saw it, the same thing. I think it was the same thing and said they thought it was admirals on that same post. Maybe there's some controversy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's commanders. Are, uh, but tomorrow's the big day. Yeah, tomorrow's a big day. Yeah, so yeah. to be clear, we're recording Tuesday night, right? Like yeah. Tom Brady just officially announced his retirement. retirement today. We think. And uh, that, that announcement comes out tomorrow. So by the time this airs, this, this controversy will be solved. But it, yeah. It, we'll yeah, know. Yeah. We'll know. But yeah, so always been a, a, a yeah. Washington Redskins fan and a Baltimore Orioles fan. So I've been spending some time in the basement of yeah. whatever I deal with. It's, just, <laughs> so not, it's, not, been, it's been a rough, it's been, not, it's, been, it's been a rough life. Not being a, a transplant Being a sports expos. fan, no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been tough. Oh man. <laughs> well look, for a, for a few re- review of the Achilles tendon rupture, we invite our listeners to go back to episode 13. It right. was about the middle of July. Here, Dr. Brand talked about the anatomy, anatomy and physiology of, of the tendon itself. But I think for tonight with Cam Akers and his uh, five and a half month recovery, that's, that's going to about wrap things up. I, I think the goal of tonight was not to get into the, so much of the science of it, but really to kind of have a little more fun talking about like how amazing yeah. that is, right? Like he's kind of defied the odds and done something pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, almost unexplainable. It's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. What do you guys, um, before I go, what do you guys think about Super Bowl? What's your predictions? Care to comment? I didn't think Cincinnati was really a contender from the beginning, but you know what? I'm suddenly on this. You know, if, if we they're go, hot. Yeah. If we go back to Tom Brady, right? Like, I, hey, I'm all about witnessing the first guy to ever be the uh, Heisman national champion and Super Bowl champion in under three years. He'd be the first to ever do it. Yeah, and it puts him in pretty elite category, right? We talked about Joe Burrow when we were talking yeah. about fantasy football. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. you're right. right. And and they're like, yeah, well, kind of this both sides get him low, high end. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's right. Super Bowl. We, so we had that I mean, discussion. Do you remember yeah. that? I mean, if we would. Have, I mean, geez, we could do a whole other episode right. about just fantasy football. But I mean, what fantasy impact has he had? I mean, I, Joe Mixon has had an incredible season. Right. I think Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Ridiculous. Uh, Off the charts. T. Higgins. Right. Um, the, you know, the defense stepped up huge against yeah. Kansas City with that pick in overtime. Right. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Joe Burrow, but if you're speakly speaking fantasy, Playing it's well. all about the numbers, right? right. You know? So, so yeah, and from, my, from my perspective, uh, being a Steelers fan, um, it was difficult to see the Bengals sure. tear them <laughs> up this year. Yeah. And then not only tear them up, but then come out and be like, they quit, you know, and like insult yeah. them after that. Like, yeah. like, of yeah, course, Big Ben um, too. We didn't talk about Big Ben either. I know, yeah. I know. Done. He was it, done two years ago, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> huge fan, but but it's about time. Yeah. Um, my gut is actually, uh, I think the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah. I think that the NFC was better than the AFC this year, maybe the last two years, which is different. The AFC has been better, I feel like, for a long time, but really, mm-hmm. there's been that transition. The Rams are one of the best teams in the NFC. 
Although the Bengals have been very good at times, and I actually kind of felt like, you know, the Bengals really, when I don't think a lot of other people felt it, after watching them yeah. tear up the Steelers, I thought, you know, they really have a shot to make yeah. it. Better shot than I think other people are giving them credit for. But in my opinion, I think the Rams are going to, uh, yeah. the road ends there. But we'll see. Yeah, exciting. What do you think, Dr. Brent? I think Rams. I've been saying, yeah. I've been saying, I, I said, whoever, you know, won between the Chiefs and the Bills, the Bills, yeah. you know, that that was going to, they were going to be in a Super Bowl yeah. against the Rams. Right. Um, and I thought, and good I, call, I, man. You know, I, I mean, I, I thought, San Fran almost yeah. derailed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think the Rams, yeah. I, I think that Aaron Donald and that defense, I mean, it's like, and, and, but Burrow. But Burrow is, I mean, they're 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 doing really they're well. They're going to be good for a long time. I mean, they're they're like they're like they're like it. peaking at a really good know, time, you know. know. Um, and at the same time, I mean, I Matt Stafford. I mean, he really had some down years there with the Lions, right? right. I mean, you know, and to his credit, he stuck through it. And right. Maybe this is his his time, right? He's I always mean, been a good quarterback, right? And, and with a good receiver, but just with a bad right. team, he's, he's always been pretty right. solid. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but, I he's mean, had some down years. You're right. Yeah. They, they got him the year after they went zero and sixteen, and right. there was years in there where they went one and fifteen, two and fourteen. I mean, there was they, they got him when they were down. Who, the the Lions. The Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of you know, that's how they got the number one pick that year. They were zero right. sixteen the year right. before. Yeah, they drafted him. And then he suffered. He had a, a three playoff appearances, I want to say, but lost in the first round. He did about it. Like he had Calvin Johnson, yeah, right. which was the the Most previous record holder, yeah. right. you know, for yards yeah. yards in a single season. Right. Now Cooper Cup, and now yeah. Cooper Cup. What right. the heck? But you also have to factor in there were more. There yeah. was some more time this year to build that up. But I mean, Absolutely still, like, it's still. Mm-hmm. You think about, you know, Calvin Johnson had nineteen hundred yards, I think. Yeah. You know, and Cooper Cup was beyond that this yeah. year. But I mean, that's like incredible for. Yeah. The same know, guy. The same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, throwing it all. Right. It's amazing. You right. know, you you think like like, well, that was kind of a bold move for the Rams to get rid of Jared Goff, who I right. thought was 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 pretty good. And now they're in the Super Bowl, and you're like, well, maybe it was the right move. Right. Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl two years ago, right? Like when like, they like, lost to Tom Brady. They lost to Tom Brady. Uh, it was like that thirteen to six Super Bowl, like know. you know, like it was dreadful from an offensive standpoint. But <laughs> right. But yeah, now, now they flipped the script and. Now Matt Stafford's leading the Rams. We'll see if he can finish out what Jared Goff couldn't Incredible. do. And then, then yeah, all right. That was the right yeah. choice. Dr. Brandt, can't thank you enough for joining us again. Yeah, always thank thank you. Thank you. Thanks to be back. Yeah. I appreciate it. Before we go ahead and close out our tab, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Reconstructive Orthopedics, with our focused on you approach and eight locations covering all of your orthopedic needs. The Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance destination. Neck of the Woods, of course, for hosting us each and every week, located right here at 614 Lambs Road, Pittman, New Jersey. And as always, our good friends at Timber Reel Productions. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll catch you guys next time.